The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Tell you, my next guest is kind of iconic to possibly younger generations. His voice certainly is. Uh, Ian Sterling is the voice of Love Island and I am delighted to say he is with me in studio. Ian, thanks a million for coming in. Thank yeah. you for having me, man. It's, it's, it's lovely to be doing... I like doing promo in Dublin. Oh, do you? Why? Because normally, and this is no disrespect, but normally you have to go to sort of like, I don't know, like Hereford. Oh. And then you have to go like, oh, it's such an honour to be in Hereford today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you come to Dublin because you're playing Vicar Street, you're like, oh, this is actually amazing. So do you do you feel you've got a special insight then into the Dublin audience through marriage? You know? Yeah, I feel I've spent more time here than probably Scotland, really. I'm obs- I love I love Ireland. I love your chicken fillet rolls. Oh, do you? I love them so you much. You put coleslaw on them. I, I'm a ta- I'm a taco sauce man. Oh, oh! You never had taco sauce? Oh. On a- Come on now. Come on. The 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 long tradition of the Scots turning good food horrendous no, continues unabated. It's, it is a legitimate option that is given to you, no, and I take no, it. No, that's a test. That 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 is not an option. That is right. a test. That's me, that's my citizenship test. Yeah, failed. exactly. Mayonnaise or coleslaw. I've done. I've, I've, I've had coleslaw in the past. Bit of lettuce, bit of cheese. Nice. Sp- the spicy chicken, obviously. The spicy chicken, yeah. Grated cheese or slices of cheese? Grated. Oh, yeah. Come on. Now. You kind of, reg- it's hard driving, it, you know, it leaves a mess and then it, you know, it falls down between your legs, kind of melts yeah, onto the back of your sort jeans. Of, it does sort of disintegrate the chicken fillet roll, actually, <laughs> the more does. you get into it. It's sort of like up there with burritos in terms yeah. of like this inability to hold it. It's like me, it can't hold itself together. <laughs> yeah. You get the juice then that gathers. The oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, you can drink that juice. Yeah, I love all that. Um, so tell me, you wear many, many creative hats. How how are you best known to people? If people stop you on the street, what is the thing that they know you for? Um, there's been a, a, a generation, I think mainly it'll be the voice of Love Island, but I'd done, um, ch- weirdly now, I'd done children's television for many years on children's BBC. So now I've got this weird thing in the UK where um, sort of people aged between about 20 and 25 sort of like, well, I was like their childhood growing up, which is sort of a weird thing. Yeah. Especially if they come up to you like they're like drunk at a festival. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. I loved you when I was a kid. And you're like, this is so, I'm so old. But yeah, that's that's those are the two main facets, I'd say. And like a primary school teacher, I guess. Yeah, you know, that's sort of idea. former students. A the primary pub. teacher that's really, really <laughs> let themselves go in some horrific fashions. <laughs> were, were you on Love? Were you on Love Island from the very start? The yeah, well, there was the, the orig- there was the original hosted by um, the late Late Show's very own Patrick Keelty mm-hmm. back in the back in the day, I think about two thousand five. But since it's reimagination, I've always done the voiceover. Yeah, I was just a jobbing comic back then. Did you have a sense, did anyone involved have a sense of how uh, big it was going to get? No, not at no. all. I mean, like, even, even, I didn't even take it straight away. And then, like, it was sort of, we had this really funny moment where, you know, like, PR, all this boring, like, PR and management stuff where, like, I sort of hadn't told anyone I'd done it because if it went badly, I would sort of get away with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sort of like yeah. a politi- I'm sort of like the UK Tory government sort of now going, <laughs> we really need to make a change here, even though it's been them for the last 10 years. But that's, and that sort of thing, like, oh, I can just get away from this. And then when it got big and about three, three series in, everyone's, everyone in my, in my management was like, we have to sort of now tell everyone that you do do this thing. So, yeah, no one had any idea. So it was sort of an interesting 
trajectory. It's like when people write a book under a pseudonym. You know, they yeah. always have a very complicated reason for it, but actually, we all know, it's just in case it goes really badly, yeah. they can disown A it. lot of stand-ups <laughs> don't have their real name when they start doing stand-up for that reason. Yes. So they're not found... I suppose even now in the you modern day... You are Ian Sterling, I am. Well, I made the... I was, I was 19 pre-social media, so I just went full name. <laughs> I might not have done that. No, you'd have all these burner accounts. I could have been called, like, Glenn Bard. Or something like that. That, that is the that's the name you'd reach for. That's interesting. Well, I had Glenn, Glenn Bar- Hansen in my head weirdly. I don't know why, but that's been taken. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why. I don't know what happened there. Um, you know, say on Love Island, um, how would I describe the narration is kind of gently teasing at times. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. I, has there ever been pushback? Has there ever been like, oh, what? You know, I it's I can't. I'm actually I struggle off the top of my head to think of anything kind of out overtly mean that you've said so maybe you haven't but I wonder has there ever has a contestant ever said oh you know I didn't yeah, like the way got, you described that man. we got well I got really lucky because I write with a guy called Mark who's who writes Ant and, for Ant and Deck on I'm a Celeb so he's got years of experience and he from the my initial my gut reaction to writing comedy about it initially was look at these Egypts but he was sort of like if you do that you if this runs you've got nowhere to go from there mm. so and actually if you treat them all like this shows your world and this is like they're the default normal that's much more interesting for comedy so we've actually never been horrible about no. any of them which again isn't it's partly because I don't I, even in my stand up I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be I'm, I'm, I'm very wary of like if you notice this phenomenon on the internet at the minute of like comedians doing like heckle put up and they just like absolutely rip someone apart and they like put it on the internet and I'm like oh, what are you doing <laughs> feels a bit awful um, but uh, yeah I've never done that but then I was always slagging off the show and at the start ITV were like you can't say that this date is bad but I was like but it is bad but then also the great thing I love Island is the, be- the more successful it's got the more they'd let me do it because if you call something bad that's quite good it's funny whereas if you call something bad that's quite bad people just go oh yeah that is sort of bad yes so it's like do you know like those like a film that's not that good sort of makes a little joke about it do you know what I mean like oh this is an Arkashian Marvel film and you're there going yes but like if certain films do that it's genius but not not to like kind of be guilty of overthinking it but I mean by by your involvement as well, it, there's an element of self-deprecation then about the show. The whole show, the whole everyone that makes that show knows what that but show it, is. It allows people then to watch it kind of guilt-free. Yeah. Because they kind of feel like, oh, we're kind of in on the whole joke, yeah. with Ian and everyone. And yeah. of course we're not, not even the narrator's taking it too seriously, so yeah. neither are we. Yeah, but that's, and I think again, you're right, that I, I would love to say that we thought that when we first started it, but that's definitely become a, a, a way of doing it. And like, so there's, there's two facets to that, isn't there? There's one that like, yeah, everyone goes, oh, this is quite good. But then also, if you look at it as a piece of storytelling and television, like on a pure production level, to get a show like that going every day is a lot of work and a lot of talented people mm. need to make that happen. And in storytelling as well, you buy into those people's lives, but it's hard to tell the story of several relationships in the space of a commercial hour. So there's a lot of work. So it is good. As in, like, it's well-made. Whether you like it or don't like it, is that you're absolutely feel mm. allowed to do whatever you want, but it is a well-made piece of television that goes, yeah, but we understand the subject matter is a bit sort of, like, flippant and disposable, and that's fine. Um, so you, you've got a writer working with you on that, and then you've got everybody kind of behind the scenes and production companies and everything. Do you prefer 
then say the podcast you do with Laura mm. and say the, the online stuff uh, as well, YouTube, where you've got creative control. Yeah, I, I like Or do you the, like the safety net of people around you? I really like the creative control. I really like the phenomenon in the last few years of like comedians sort of putting out their own stuff on social media and creating their own audiences. And I I really like it because a few comics that I've loved for years and years and years that never quite made it through the gate of television mm. have now got the sort of exposure they deserve. And I like having, I get more excited about putting up little clips of stuff that I've made because it's on me. And me and Laura doing that podcast together, I feel like the podcast with me and Laura, in a way, I quite like, as a comedian sometimes, I'll watch myself on things and be like, oh, because as a comedian instinct, it is different to a human instinct. So mm. I'll be like, oh, you talked over that person or you, because that's the sort of like the muscle to be funny just kicks in. But when you're doing that alongside your wife, you're obviously very... I don't always get it perfect but I'm very wary of like I don't want to like be rude and step over her and I'm, but it makes it humanises so I listen to that podcast I'm like oh that's probably the truest me that's out there in the public sphere mm. whereas like sometimes if you're on a game show and it's like edited and then like they pick the few funny bits where I'm normally getting very angry which is what I sort of do and I watch that back and it's like a horrible mirror into like the worst aspects of my personality although it is funny so I'm like, oh God. But then when I listen to the podcast of me and Laura, it's like interesting topics. I think we cover them funny, but we're also like respectful. We need to be in tasteful. And I listen to them. I'm like, oh yeah, I think that's the, the best version of yeah. me. So that's why I like it. And also, like you said, the creative control, I, me and Laura decide what goes in the edit. We decide what cases we can look at. We do all that sort of stuff. Anyway, listen, to go right back to the start. So uh, relevant the tour coming 2024. Yes. All squared away, the whole show. It's. I'd say I've got like well over an hour of stuff. I'm really, and I'm actually really happy with it. Okay. Um, I'm about a lot ahead of, I'm a lot ahead of time in most comics. I'm doing Love Island January, February, so I've not got as much time to write it as a, well, I've not got next year to write it really. So it's good. It's ready. It's flying. Uh, yeah, I'm doing, like I said, when you come to Vicar Street, you want to sort of like, it's an extra pressure because Laura will come, she'll bring her family. Yeah. It's and an you know, Irish family. You know that not only are you being judged, but she's being judged by proxy. Yes. So you've got a responsibility to exactly. uphold her Exactly. There's well. a lot of aunties People deciding. look at her and go, oh, really? This, really, Laura? This, this guy? Taco sauce oh, the, on the a chicken here, fillet roll. This guy here with his tacos. Oh, what's Stop. she doing? Yeah, so yeah, the pressure's on. So hopefully people will come and make me look good in front of her family. Um, I don't have the details here, so I'll insert details. Do, 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 where to get tickets. And cool, okay. And then I'll say... March the 30th, the, Dublin it, Vicar Street. Tickets available from ticketmaster.ie. I don't have to do it now. Ian has done it for me. Ian, oh. pleasure. Listen, thank you so oh, much. Thank you so much, man. I'm going to shake your hand. Thank you. People can't see that. We really did. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.